0: Welcome to the When God Calls podcast. I am your host, Michael McCaskill, public servant, lay servant, and cancer survivor. Each episode, you will hear motivational stories from people whose lives have been changed by serving others. Along the way, you'll get tips and strategies that you can use to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for listening. Now let the journey continue. Gary, you want to open us with prayer, please, sir.
1: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit, your presence among us. Thank you for your leadership and your guidance, Lord, through the week. Meet with us in a special way today, Lord. Give us the message that you have for our hearts. Bless Mike, Lord, and everyone here. May we be attentive to exactly what you have for us and what you want from us today, Lord, and through the week. May we seek to truly know and understand the Word in the Scripture that comes through you. Bless those, bless us in our after service, Lord, those that can't be here. Lord, guide us through the week, and let us know your will and your way. In
0: your name we pray, amen. Amen. So last week, we started out with the first part of Ephesians 1, and we talked about our blessings and how God has blessed us. Uh, The next part of this chapter is really a prayer to the Ephesians. It's actually the one, of the, it's one of two prayers to the Ephesians. It's the first one. Um, I'll read the, the passage, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and domination, and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church, which is His body, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. When we pray, when you pray, what do you pray for? We all get in the habit of praying. What do we pray for? I tend to pray for the same things over and over and over again because I get in the habit of saying the same things over and over again. So what do you pray for?
1: Gary, what do you? The will of the Lord. I, I try to start it in an there. And then I'm like you. I have... Uh, you, know, you know, the Lord's Prayer is, a, is the perfect outline for, for everything that We pray. You know, from from our father, it, it acknowledges relationship right on down the line. Our bread, our daily bread, our our relationships, and everything that we are, and it starts and ends with for the Lord. But I think I think His will is the
2: bottom line.
0: Anybody else want to share what they pray for when they pray?
2: I pray for my keep my children and grandchildren safe. Uh huh. Pray for people, right? And for, for them, and for the. People that I know that are struggling health wise. First, I first, I thank him for all my blessings.
0: Right, right. So, when we pray for people, I want to concentrate that on, on that just a second because that's what that's what Paul is doing here for the Ephesians. He's praying for the people. I do the same thing. I pray for people to get better. People to have prosperity, people to live well, to to be comfortable, to, you know, all those things that we as humans think about. Safety. You want them, we pray for our children to grow up safe and happy. And those are all symptoms of a bigger thing. Gary, when you were, well, you're a doctor now, but when you were practicing medicine, if somebody came in, with cancer, and you treated them for pain, you've really just treated the symptom. You've not treated the issue at hand that's causing that. You've just, you've treated the, the symptom. I know when I was going through my sickness, had they not treated the cancer itself and not gone in and done something about the cancer and just treated me for whatever symptoms I was having, it wouldn't have cured the cancer. Well, if we're pay, praying for happiness and success and safety and prosperity uh, to live well, we're actually praying for people's symptoms of a bigger problem. Paul here is praying for their salvation. He's praying for the Ephesians to get to know God better, to get closer to God. Well, why does he want them to know God better? Because as we know God better we we start to understand more what His will in our lives are. We start to realize that there's a bigger picture here than just what's happening in my particular life. That God has God's will is for all of us, believers and non-believers, to come closer to Him so that we can understand His power and His glory for us, for that future salvation that Christ died for. The more we get to know God, the better we understand our place in that. What we're here on the earth to do for God and then what that success will be in heaven. But if we don't know God or if we don't know him better or if we don't grow in God, then our symptoms continue. Our symptoms of sin and and shame and all those things that we go through, whether we intend to or not, if we're not growing in the Lord, we're still going to have those symptoms. And if we're praying for the symptoms, we're not praying for each other to get closer to God, then we're not praying for the core issue at hand, which is we want everyone to have knowledge of God and grow closer to Him so that we can all have salvation, so we can all be with Him in heaven when our earthly time is through, and now we're called into glory with Him. So Paul, in, his, in, in the Ephesians' message is praying for their salvation. He's praying for them to understand better their God, His God, understand His will in their lives so that they can treat not just the symptoms, but treat the underlying problem, which is growing closer to God. So that's His prayer. His prayer is for them to grow, grow closer to God. When you compare... Ephesians to other books of the Bible. Colossians is very similar in how he structures the letter to the to, to Colossiacal, whatever that, <laughs> to the Colossians. <laughs> um, so in Paul's, when Paul's talking about when he starts his prayer, he wants everyone to have faith in Jesus Christ and, and love for everyone. That's what God wants. He wants us to have faith in Christ. He sent Christ. And have love for everyone, no matter believers or not, we're supposed to love everyone. and in our style, salvation depends on that, us doing His will, which is believing in Jesus Christ, trusting in him and loving those around us. Um, another word in Acts 2021, 20, it talks about this. it says, "I have declared to both Jews and Greeks, and this is Paul talking, that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus." To so repent and have faith in Jesus Christ—that's turning, that's knowing God better, knowing Jesus' place in, in in history for us—is our. He died for us. He took on our our transgressions, our sin, our shame, and he 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 died for that, so that we have now been forgiven for that. And in Colossians one three and four, he says, "We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard." of your faith in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and of the love you have for all of God's people. So he's praying for the Colossians the same way he is for the Ephesians. He understands that they, they're they trying to grow, grow closer to God, and they love each other, and they're, they're growing in spirit, and he's praying that they continue to do that. So he's praying similarly for both of those groups. But he's also very specific in his prayer. You know, sometimes we get general with our prayers. God, help everybody. Our God, keep everyone safe. Paul was very specific in his prayer. He says, For this reason, I give thanks. The reason being that they love each other and they're trying to grow closer to God. Uh, in Colossians 1.9, he says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will th- through all the wisdom and understanding that His Spirit gives. He's praying that they grow in God so that His will is understood better by them. Again, growing closer so they better understand what they're supposed to be doing and how they're supposed to be working for God and how they're supposed to be the the light of God here on earth. He doesn't pray for the drunk to get sober. (laughs) He doesn't pray for the problem. He doesn't pray for the symptom. He prays for the problem. He prays for the drunk to know God and to know God better, and therefore the drunk can become closer to God and understand his place in God's church with salvation so that he now can grow in the Lord and the Spirit can provide him wisdom so that he overcomes his sin, his, his drunkenness, and, and starts to, to improve on earth so that he's improving with God. In Romans eight, twenty eight, I think Gary, you did a thesis in Romans. It says uh, And we know that all and and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If we love him, we're called to him. God does things in our lives for the good of all. So we're all here together, working together for the good of Christ's kingdom. Through God. I mean, God is God's will in our lives. If we're working through that will in our lives, we're working. He works with us for the good of all those who love Him. In Romans 2, 3, it says, uh, and it's talking about, uh, it's talking about the spiritual gifts here. It says, or do you show contempt for the riches of His kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? The more you know God, the more you realize He's a patient God. He's a loving God. His kindness is more than we could ever understand. And if we're in the Lord, if we're in God, we start to understand that those things, those spiritual gifts that He's giving us are for our good, but also for the good of those around us. So Paul isn't just praying for those people in Ephesus to stop sinning. (laughs) That's a byproduct. Paul is praying for those folks to get to know God, the real God, and the God in their lives, the God that created them the way they are, so that they have a better understanding of what their part in God's plan is, so that they, God can use them because they love each other and they love those around them to better God's kingdom. So He is actually praying specifically for their knowledge of God, for them to grow in the Lord, the sin and the repentance will come next if they just grow in the Lord and understand, have a better understanding of His will. So He's not praying for the symptoms. He's actually praying for the problem. The problem of them not growing closer. And I think what He's doing here is He realizes they love each other. They are in the right frame of mind. He was, in His prayer, He's encouraging that they continue. They continue to grow in that, that knowledge so that they have knowledge of the will of God. This is a beautiful way to, and Gary, you said it best, to take man's interpretation of Jesus' teaching of how we pray and putting it to action. You pray for people to know God. I remember uh, a a sermon years ago. I think Nick did it. uh, It was love, uh, hate the sin, love the sinner, and that's impossible. This is what this is saying. What, what Paul is praying is that you know God. In knowing God and knowing His will, you start to understand that you're forgiven and your life becomes more productive for God and for Christ. Instead of praying for the sin, you pray for the person's salvation and you pray for their knowing God better. So our, my encouragement and what I get from, from chapter 1 here is this. We are blessed beyond measure and we're blessed because we know God. And the more we know God, the more we realize the more blessed we are. And so we should be praying for each other to know God better so those blessings are better understood, so that as we, move, as we move through our lives, we are appreciative of what we have through God. He loves us and we know it, and He blesses us every day, and we pray that each of us grow in that knowledge by knowing God better. Any comments or thoughts? There's a conference
1: on the twenty first of a world thing done in Nashville, and it's sponsored by Seabed, which is Asbury, and they're named theologians and clergy from the United States all over, and it's and it's not about the symptoms; it's rebirth. It's it's uh, it's called how to how to start a fire, and it's uh, Romans eight. It's it's that the the uh, the earth. Uh, Moaning and yearning and new birth—that really people that is in the air. People really think it's about to swing back. So it's going to be exciting to see what happens mm-hmm. there. That you know that's what the preacher—that's what he's doing his sermons. These this particular series of sermons—it's back to the basics.
2: How do you keep getting closer? <clears throat> I mean, I read my Bible, I pray every day, but sometimes I don't feel as close as I should. Mm-hmm. Is that normal?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes. I, I, I can it to a marriage. There, are, I, April and I, every year, grow in our marriage. Things change, we get closer, or I think we do. <laughs> um but, but, but it's the work. We're, we're together. We see each other. We talk. We make mistakes and we work those out and we talk more. And as we do that, as we grow closer and she understands me better and I understand her better, we start to work together better. And we, we are more of a unit instead of two people living under the same household. To me, I can that to my relationship with God. The difference is, we're a visual people. We're we're a textile people. We want to feel, touch, see all our symptoms. Our symptoms. All our our senses need to be uh, used to grow in human interaction. You don't have that with God. You have interaction with God. It's spiritual. So you don't see Him like you see Glenn, or like I see April. You see Him spiritually. You feel Him. And in order to feel him more, you have to talk to him more, and you have to understand him more, which is what the word is all about. So, yeah, we make mistakes. You and Glenn make mistakes, and there are days that you want to kick him in the rear end. Don't, want, don't even want to see him. Well, what makes us think that that's any different with our relationship with God? I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying that's the greatest way to look at that, but we're human. We go through places where. She doesn't want anything to do with me for an hour or two because of something. Well, we're human. That happens. God understands that. That's part of knowing Him is knowing that He understands that you're going to have days where you just don't want to talk because you're human. But He's waiting. He's there. He never leaves. And the difference is He also never has those feelings. He always loves you. He never wants to be away from you for two hours. Because he is our God, he created us. He loves us that much. So I see that similarly.
1: C.S. Lewis would say it's normal, and he would caution you not to let the devil whisper, "Well, you're not. It ain't working for you because you're that, nervous." That, 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 that's
2: not. <laughs> I'm not works? there, but I just, I just want to get, keep getting closer.
0: Practice makes perfect, and will never be perfect.
2: You know, we think our prayer should be a certain
1: way. And you hear people do beautiful prayers and I think, My goodness, my attention span is about twenty five seconds. And I'm into it and then I'm then I'm off. But what is the power of a whispered thought prayer going down the road that's that's three seconds is a mighty tool. Mm-hmm. And we we somehow think that doesn't count to to pray through the day.
0: So yeah, the those beautiful prayers that are lifted up it's all about intent and and I don't know what book it's in there it's in the Bible somewhere, and I'll paraphrase and I'll get it wrong, but in essence, it means this: He would rather you pray from the heart terribly than have a beautiful prayer that means nothing to you, and it's somewhere and I'll find it for that's true. so it doesn't matter what we say it, we're human. We pray for things that, we, that mean something to us. And whatever that is, getting closer to God means saying what you think. You know, having those feelings and giving them to Him and saying, I don't know what to do with this. Or whatever your prayer is that you feel like is, is unworthy, there are no unworthy prayers if they're from the heart and you really want something to happen.
1: The Scripture says He knows before we ask Him exactly. Is not it, it about divine presence? Is it just being in His presence? Is that the thing? And He, he hears our hearts?
0: He does. Okay. Well, I'll close us with prayer and uh, go from there.
1: Do you
0: pass? Well, I don't grade. I don't grade. <laughs> Father, thank You again for today. Thank You for the souls that are here. Thank You for those who uh, affect our lives in, in good and bad because we know that life is tough and without you or with you nothing's impossible. Father, help us to understand you better. Help us to get closer to you. Uh, we have We have some items that we have to do. We have to get in the Word and we have to pray and we have to get closer to you from our side. We know you're there, but help us in that, Father. Help us to understand you more. Help us to understand what we should be doing for you, understand the will, your will for our lives. Father, I pray that as we go through this next week that we do that, that we, we get closer to you, we spend time with you in whatever way that is in our own lives and so that we can be better Christians, we can be better lights for you in this world. Father, I think that, that we all have our problems, we all have tough times getting to know you sometimes. But I also know that you're there. You're waiting on us. And every time that we come to you, you're there. And you're providing us what we need in those times. So, Father, I pray as we we part that we will continue to love each other, to pray for each other, and pray that each other grow more in you. All these things I ask in Christ's name. Amen.